Hey, it's me, Lizzie, one of the voices on Wild Women in Christ podcast. Join Megan and Jordan and I each episode as we do everyday life with Christ as our center. Hey, what's up? What's up? Um, <laughs> I had a Red Bull before this to wake up and help get rid of my headaches, so bear with me. Hopefully I can read. Small force. <laughs> I, I feel like I want to re-record my opening to that thing because I feel like I'm just like I sound like I'm like trying to think of what I need to say next, but I think that's just how I sound all the time. Could always re-record it. Up to you. That was a long time ago. I know. That was literally like I remember recording like it. Like our second time and meeting. I was trying no. to remember. How long has it been? It's almost been a year, I would say. Really? No, I think it's been like nine months. We should look. I think we started in like the fall. Like late summer. I don't remember. What number of episodes are we on? Like 30-something. Wow. We're just little babies. 30? 30-something. 30 I think. Mm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's only 52 Lizzie. weeks in a that year. That is true. So. That is true. I have to look now. It's going to drive me nuts. Okay. So my question for humans is, do you wash your feet in the shower? <laughs> and we're talking tops and bottoms. No, I do not. I just wash. let the water roll over them. It's probably gross. Only if they're dirty. Dirty, uh, dirty. Like I walk around outside in the dirt barefoot, then I will. <laughs> or if there's sand on them. Sand yeah. sucks. See, I scrub my feet. I just like. Really? I do a little once over with my loofah and, you know, get the Freddie Lambert in between my toes. Freddie Lambert? Is that? I don't know. That might be a family word. <laughs> that might be a made up family word. <laughs> Get the foot fungus out. We're going to call it Freddie Lambert. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I need that for later. Okay. Hmm. So today I'm talking about Jesus and the Prince of Demons. So I am reading out of Matthew 12. I'm going to do a real, real quick reading of this passage. It was July. Okay, we started really? in July. Yeah, July. Dang. July 15th was our very first... We should do like a live stream or something. Sorry, not to interrupt you. Go ahead, Lizzie. That's okay. <laughs> <Just> throw an <laughs> idea. She forgot we were recording. <laughs> what was the? Sorry, what was the verses? Uh, it's Matthew twelve, <laughs> it's starting in twenty two. Then a demon possessed a man who was blind and couldn't speak was brought to Jesus. He healed the man so that he could both speak and see. The crowd was amazed and asked, could it be that Jesus is the son of David, the Messiah? But when the Pharisees heard about the miracle, they said, no, or no wonder he can cast out demons. (laughs) He gets his powers from Satan, the prince of demons. Jesus knew their thoughts and replied, any kingdom divided by civil war is doomed. A town or family splintered by fueling by feuding will fall apart. And if Satan is casting out Satan, he is divided and fighting against himself. His own kingdom will not survive. And if I am empowered by Satan, what about your own exorcists? They cast out demons too. So they will condemn you for what you have said, but I'm casting out demons in the spirit of God. Then the kingdom of God has arrived among you. For who is powerful enough to enter the house of a strong man and plunder his goods? Someone, 
only someone who even stronger, someone who could tie him up and put and then plunder his house. Anyone who isn't with me opposes me and anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. So I tell you, every sin and blasphemy can be forgiven, except blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, which will never be forgiven. Anyone who speaks against the Son of Man can be forgiven, but anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven, either in this world or in any or in the world to come. The tree is identified by its fruits. If a tree is good, its fruits will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. You brood of snakes, how could evil men like you speak what is good and right? For whatever is in your hearts determines what you say. A good person produces good things uh, from the treasury, the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. And I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. These words will say, will the words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> so yeah, Jesus smacks down the Pharisees. <laughs> All the time, man. Mm-hmm. All the time. <laughs> oh. I What's your first emotion you feel after I finish reading that? Of Jesus chewing him out? Uh-huh. Does it I mean, empower you? Does it yeah. frighten you? Does it, like... It's like, yeah, get him, Jesus. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, I don't feel fear. No. Mm-mm. I almost just sometimes wish you could, like, be there to see it, to understand. Because we know that the Pharisees and the religious leaders, they, like, added rules. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so he's sort of chewing them out to, because religious leaders are humbling them verbally. I mean, if you're teaching and preaching and even us right now, like, Talking about Jesus, we have put ourselves on a, I'm going to use the word different level, where we need to be sharing Jesus honestly and how it is from the Bible, not mm-hmm. making yeah. up our own rules or opinions about it. Yeah. And so I think he's continually, as you read the parables and Jesus, like his life throughout the Gospels, like that's a continual message of where he's sort of like, get it together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but their heart hurts are also hard. I don't know if it says their hearts are hardened. But they're very, like, know. in their ego yeah. to where they're not wrong. It talks about the good hearts and evil hearts produce mm. good things and evil things. But um, what really stood out to me was he was explaining how, like, if I was a follower of Satan and I was casting out satanic things, like, that wouldn't make any sense. Like, why would I be fighting myself? Yeah. Right. And, like, only the spirit of God can do that or whatever and um so in that sense the pharisees and religious leaders are like trying to tear down their own religion so it's like they're i don't know mm-hmm. they're caving they're making the cave fall in on themselves so seriously that, does that make sense Dig yeah that hole i have to read you what my footnote says go for it it's um concerning verse 30 It says, he who is not with me is against me. He who does not gather with me scatters. So my footnote says, because this sort of relates back to the four soils, so I feel like it does. Mm -hmm. Okay. It is impossible to be neutral about Christ. 
Anyone who is not actively following him has chosen to reject him. Any person who tries to remain neutral in the struggle of good against evil is choosing to be separated from God, who alone is good. To refuse to follow Christ is to choose to be on Satan's team. That should convict you. It did, for Mm. real. But also, I mean, it made me think of like... When he talks about, like, if you're lukewarm, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, yeah. There's no two ways about it. Get it together. The part that kind of didn't make a whole lot of sense to me was um, 31. So I tell you, every sin and blasphemy can be forgiven except for blasphemies against the Holy Spirit, which will never be forgiven. What is the difference between sin and a blasphemy against the Holy Spirit? That's rejecting Jesus. It's like to deliberately reject him. Yeah. Okay. That's how I've been taught to understand that that and sort of understand it now. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So then I have like another telling of this situation in Mark 3, starting in 20. It's essentially the same story, but it's, it's a little bit more detailed, different details. Okay. Mark 3, 20. One time Jesus entered a house and the car and the, Crowds began to gather again. Soon he and his disciples couldn't even find time to eat. When his family heard what was happening, they tried to take him away. He is out of his mind, they said. But the teachers of religious law who had arrived from Jerusalem said, he's possessed by Satan, the prince of demons, where that's where he gets the power to cast out demons. Jesus called them over and responded with an illustration. How can Satan cast out Satan, he asked. A kingdom divided by civil war will collapse. Similarly, a family splintered by feuding will fall apart. And if Satan divided and fights... And if Satan is divided and fights against himself, how can he stand? He would never survive. Let me illustrate this further. Who is powerful enough to enter the house of a strong man and plunder his goods? Only someone even stronger, someone who could tie him up and plunder his house. I tell you the truth. All sin is blasphemy and blasphemy can be forgiven, but anyone who blasphemes the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. This is a sin with eternal consequences. He told them this is because they were saying he is possessed by an evil spirit. So is he telling them that they have blasphemed him, the Holy Spirit, and they will never be forgiven? So he's saying to them, he was told the Pharisees that wasn't he? Right. We're talking verse 29, verse 29. Yeah. He was warning. Excuse me. Is it a warning or was he telling them? Oh, because we don't, I think we were talking about this in Bible study, weren't we? We, I think that we were talking about when we get to heaven, we might be surprised at some people that ended up there because we don't always know if someone we encountered or someone we're reading about in the Bible, because we were specifically talking about the Pharisees, like we were wondering, did did they ever choose to then accept Jesus after he was gone? Right, after all the miracles of his death. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So maybe. I heard something recently that was like, Good people go to hell, but everyone who goes to heaven was bad. <laughs> was not good at one point or whatever. They weren't completely good, except for Jesus, of course. But it's like good people go to hell all the time, but not a single person is completely good that goes to heaven. They're probably referencing in like their actions. Right. Yeah, you don't, you can't action your way up to heaven. Right. And that's the craziest thing because it's so simple. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. It should be. Oh, it is. 
But if some, well, it's someone it's like it. me, I, I suffer from impulse. And sometimes it's like, as much as you want and know what to do, it's like, you can't help yourself half the time. I shouldn't say half the time, but sometimes. I think we're talking about different things because what you're talking about is sinning and that you can get forgiveness for. Oh, okay. Believing in Jesus Christ and going to heaven is very simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Confess okay. with your mouth that Jesus died for your sins and was raised from the dead. You will be saved. That is simple. Mm-hmm. Living in the manner of being yeah. like Jesus is extremely hard. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And that's okay. why we have the forgiveness. That's why we have mercies are new every minute morning. That's why, like, you get to work on making your soil fertile. Right. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's why I tangent. like no, 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 I agree because that's exactly what it says in Matthew, where in in thirty, anyone who isn't with me opposes me, and anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's that simple, black and white. When you were reading the Mark, the same parable in Mark, what stood out to me was the verse twenty one. When um, the religious leaders are saying when his family heard about this, they went to take charge of him, for they said he is out of his mind. And so my footnote talks about how witnessing to family members Mm -hmm. who do not know Jesus is probably one of the hardest things because Mm -hmm. they've grown up with you, seen you at your most vulnerable, all of those things. And I would agree because I've... I'm trying to think if I have any friends where their families don't believe, but I know people, like friends of friends, where um, they're like the only believer in their family. And it's so hard for them to share joy with them and not get, I don't want to say chewed out, but like looked down yeah. upon mm-hmm. or different things like that. So I'm definitely very grateful that I was raised in a family and have a family who my Knows my God. boys know Jesus mm-hmm. <laughs> and was raised in that manner and had grandparents that knew Jesus and lived in that manner and taught it. Cause I think it'd be very, probably a very different outcome. Half I was raised in a believing family, but then some people fell away from the faith and things mm-hmm. like that and kind of, they this, they claim that there are many ways to get to heaven, not just the one. And so they have their own gods and things like that. So it's very hard. Most of our family is believers, but it's very hard at holidays and stuff to not to be. I don't know how to explain it. It's just it's hard for holidays. Just well, it's hard to love someone yeah. when you maybe see. Cl- uh, yeah. I don't want to say clearly, but well, I do sort of want to see clearly. You see in God's, through God's eyes and not in a worldly manner. Like, you know that what, yeah, maybe they believe it's not the right thing. Well, and it what really hurts or what really saddens me is they knew him at one point and then actively chose to not. Uh-huh. And that really breaks my heart because I just don't know how you can know this, grow up in this, read the Bible, be really in the Bible and spiritually sound and then just I know I don't know I know that happens to a lot of people the worldly influences mm-hmm. can do that and even just the sometimes a small <clears throat> tweak you saw it with what Satan did to Jesus yeah, when he was tempted definitely. Like, or even with Eve like real small tweak mm-hmm. use God's word small tweak and it I mean it could just be that simple yeah yeah 
Well, and it's like with the um, the soils where, it, yeah, it was thrown, what, the thorny one? Uh-huh. Is that the one where you let the, th- the worldly things uh-huh. come in? Uh-huh. And yeah. That probably happened. It's just really hard. But I just pray for them a lot. And we've had our differences and things like that. And I try not to let that make you mean. Yeah. Like not want to hang out with them because I don't yeah. think that's what my purpose is. But it's right. really hard to love them sometimes. And I'm sure it's really hard to love me too. Keep sewing. One <laughs> Keep thing, sewing. One thing to ease your heart and to maybe, I don't want to say humble you, but it, it's a it's a blessing to be chosen by God. And it's a blessing to know him this well. And it's a blessing to be, to feel his love so hard and to want that for other people. And I understand your frustration and I completely relate to what you were talking about. And it is very sad, but all you can do is like pray, you know, all you can do is hope, hope for them. And yeah. really appreciate what the yeah. gift that God's given well, you. You have. It's just hard because it's like you can see their potential if they were to. I know. Accept Jesus. I choose not to, and it's up to them. I think that's the worst thing. Even not on a Jesus level, but like you can see potential in people if they chose to make yes. different, better decisions in yeah. their life, just mm-hmm. on other things. I'm not saying I'm perfect by any means. I'm just saying through God, I've done some really cool things that I don't think I could have done by myself. I know I couldn't have done by you, myself. You open your heart to God. He does. He yeah. He does a lot. He will of cool use things. you mm-hmm. in he ways will, that you could never will, imagine. He'll do things for you. The, the gift of Savior being saved by Jesus Christ is not the only gift that God has to offer. It's the biggest and best gift He does. But God gives us gifts every day. I mm-hmm. think. I believe. He's, it's, you know, count your many blessings. There's beautiful things to see every single day if you open yourself up to it. It's scary, though, especially when you don't know God. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's kind of bittersweet. I will say that. I relate to that. I don't have anything. I'm just staring at you. <laughs> yeah. Deep. Making awkward eye contact. We went so deep, I think we hit the bottom. Well, I was going to ask you, because you've gotten to the level where I was going to ask you, when you were in the hard spot till you got to where you are now, was it easy easy for you to say, okay, God, let's keep going? Or did you have to continually fight that battle to choose to choose God every day? Yeah, definitely. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, sometimes I definitely have to choose God every day because otherwise... So the, what I'm saying is that's the hard part. Sometimes it's a mm-hmm. lot easier to be like, meh, yeah. and go right. live the world thing and yes, do the easy thing because that's the comfortable thing. Choosing God every day in a world that hates Jesus is a very hard thing to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. I always feel like when you, it worries me when I'm not getting spiritually attacked or something because then it's like, am I not doing you know Am I saying? not paying attention? You know, like that's when your mind's right. a dirt bag. Mine does that too. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just saying it, it like checks my heart because I'm yeah. like, well, have I been reading my Bible? Have I been actively, you know, am praying, looking numb? for God? Yeah. Am I looking? Am I becoming something that Satan doesn't want to mess with? <laughs> you know, like he's just like, oh, she's fine. We know. I don't when need the to spiritual warfare is there, yes. it's like, God, I don't away. want it. <laughs> <laughs> but then it worries me when I don't have it. So see, I was kind of thinking. <laughs> I was kind of thinking about how it's like, you know how they say like sometimes you got to step outside yourself to see the whole picture. I think other times I struggle to step inside of myself 
if that makes any sense. And like actually like be present in like my struggles and my humbling moments and the good moments and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's like sometimes it's just kind of like make sure I'm not just like checking boxes and being mm-hmm. like, all right, one day closer to heaven. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. For sure. Cause I'm like, I've talked about how I'm just easy at being compliant sometimes like too, e- too apathetic mm-hmm. with situations mm-hmm. versus like, I don't know, not getting all the juice out of the orange or some sort, some sort of metaphor or something like that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, anything else? Like I said, I think we went so deep. We hit the bottom <laughs> on that one. <laughs> what would be your biggest takeaway for us, Lizzie? <laughs> you want, biggest thing I want you guys to take away. Um, first of all, Jordan, to your, report to your last comment, uh, you can't be divided in yourself. You can't be so unsure that you're unstable. So that's one thing. The whole point is a divided kingdom. And we look around ourselves, I think, today in this world, and we f- we feel that everything is everything is becoming more black and white. You know, everything is getting more divided. But um, I think we got a big old book of love and rules right here that can get us through the rest of our days, however many God decides to give us. Can I add a comment to what you just said? Yeah. Um, you mentioned the world's getting more black and white. Um, this is from my experience. It's always been black and white, but I added in gray area to justify when I wanted to live mm-hmm. in ways that were outside of the black and white. Yeah. Just to, yeah. anyone needs to hear that. Because sometimes it's very easy to justify. Black and white, dark and light, whatever you can You can justify say. your sin because, well, I'm not sinning as bad as that person yeah, is. Definitely. Or this sin is not as bad as that sin. Mm-hmm. I don't so say be, that as much as I used to, but be, be mindful mm-hmm. of the gray that you create and get it back to black and white. Mm-hmm. Just to tap that in there. Yeah, yeah that's good. Just because I've done, I've, I've done that. You justify a lot. Rolled things. a lot of gray. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I try not to go through phases of, you know, like slacking off, you know, and just being like, Oh, I've had a good role of being a very good Christian girl this week. And then it's like, you know, the rest of the month, I'm like a little hellion or something. I don't know. I mean, but that's when like God's going to work on you. Like sometimes. Right. You're crazy. We're wild women. Wild women in Christ. Trying to creep. Christ is our sinner in everyday life. Like that's just what (laughs) we call ourselves wild women for a reason. Right. Mm hmm. But we've all, I think, grown very spiritual, matured, not before we started this podcast, but even more as we're going on, because I don't know about you guys, but I've learned a lot, had mm-hmm. a lot of different things revealed as we're diving into different topic, oh, topics and learning about big different grief. things, mm-hmm. big time, getting different perspectives and interviewing people and how they handle different life situations to mm-hmm. gain their wisdom to, you don't have to repeat the mistake, you can learn from the wisdom and mm-hmm. not do the mistake. So, right. you know, okay, anyway, Great. stole your thunder. No, it's good. I, I said what I was going to say, so it's all good. Straight. All right. Um, I'll pray us out real quick. Dear God, I thank you for this time when we get to talk about your word. I pray that we, whatever, if we have any conflicting or dividing forces within us, that you uh, conquer them and we will be no longer divided on the inside. And pray, um, thank you for the blessing of being able to know you 
And I pray that you protect that knowledge in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Where can you find us, Megs? Oh, nowhere. <laughs> the Tickety Talk, the Insta, the Facebook, the Gmail, Wild Women in Christ. That's uh, it, right? Do you wash mm-hmm. your feet top and bottom <laughs> in the shower? So far, we are one for three on the <laughs> wash your stinky dogs. Listen. Okay, yeah, water runs over them. I do enough. when it's needed. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, the water guts it. <laughs> My feet don't stink. Walk through the white grass in the morning. Yeah, that'll, that'll be fine. I feel like you'd smell my feet. Yeah, I've never smelled your feet. See, so you always yeah, You're in socks right now. I guess we'll test it after we're done with this podcast. Smelling some feet. <laughs> right, love Are you. Bye. Foot washing. Peace. Bye. Bye.